Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Good Friday morning, and we have breaking news. California Senator Dianne Feinstein has died. It is September 29th. This is today. Political legend law, Senator Dianne Feinstein, an icon on Capitol Hill for more than 30 years, passing away after battling a series of health problems. The 90-year-old, the longest-serving female senator in history, who paved the way for other women in Washington, will look back at her life and legacy. Time's up. Tensions boiling over on Capitol Hill with just one day left. This is just a total disaster uh, for the American people. Republican holdouts pushing the nation to the brink as millions of workers prepare to go without paychecks. The consequences would be disruptive and dangerous. The very latest in a live report from Washington. Pay up. Student loan repayments set to restart this weekend. Tens of millions bracing for bills after a three-year pause. What you need to know just ahead. Weighty issue. The new side effect warning for the wildly popular drug Ozempic now coming from the FDA. Those stories plus ready, set, shop. Major retailers rolling out major holiday sales. But with three months to go, is it too soon to jump on the discounts? You need to make sure you're getting a legitimately good deal before you press buy. We've got your very early guide to the shopping and savings. And it's official. Taylor Swift will be there when the Chiefs and rumored boyfriend Travis Kelsey take on the New York Jets Sunday. Even our friends at Sunday Night Football are ready for it. Today, Friday, September 29th, 2023. From NBC News. This is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to Today. It's Friday morning, 7 a.m. on the West Coast. We've got Chanel with us, and Hoda will be along in just a moment. But we've got some sad news to bring to everybody this morning. We got it about an hour ago. The passing of Senator Dianne Feinstein. She was a trailblazer, a towering figure in American politics. In 1992, she became the first woman to represent California in the Senate. 31 years later, she was one of its oldest members and the longest serving female ever. NBC's Andrea Mitchell covered Senator Feinstein for many, many years, knows her well. She joins us now. Andrea, good morning to you. Good morning, Savannah. Uh, This is sad news here in Washington, which will be felt from Capitol Hill to the White House. Her office saying that Dianne Feinstein passed away last night at her home here in Washington, adding she left a legacy that is undeniable and extraordinary. Dianne Feinstein, a leading woman senator for generations, whose political career in California was launched by tragedy. November 1978. San Francisco Mayor George Moscone and Board of Supervisors member Harvey Milk were assassinated in City Hall. Then Board of Supervisors President Dianne Feinstein tried desperately to save Milk's life. Both Mayor Moscone and Supervisor Harvey Milk have been shot and killed. The event cementing her passion for gun reform. She was elected mayor and became a national figure, 
on Democratic nominee Walter Mondale's shortlist for running mate before he chose Geraldine Ferraro. I've had an opportunity now to be the, the first woman and the first mayor to be asked to go through an interview process. And I view that as a major opening of a door and something that's very important to do. It was the Clarence Thomas hearings before an all-male Senate Judiciary Committee in 1991 that got Feinstein to the Senate, as she recalled in 2018. And what did I see but an all-male Senate Judiciary Committee grilling Anita Hill? And it was not nice. And it was not what one would like to see. And that was my incentive to run in 1992. After her decisive Senate win, then-Senator Joe Biden made her the first woman on the Judiciary Committee. In Congress, she quickly made an impact, leading the charge for an assault weapons ban in 1994. As Senate Intelligence Chair, she took on the CIA's waterboarding of prisoners, holding hearings into the Bush administration's harsh interrogation techniques. But in later years, colleagues faltered her performance during Supreme Court confirmations, praising Republican Lindsey Graham for getting Trump nominee Amy Coney Barrett confirmed just weeks before the 2020 election. This has been one of the best set of hearings that I've participated in. But through political and personal trials, Dianne Feinstein's legacy as a trailblazer endures. And Savannah, we just heard from former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi just this morning arriving on the Hill. She was, of course, a very close friend and ally of Senator Feinstein's. Pelosi arriving for work today was emotional, saying, may she rest in peace. And noting that Feinstein's very last Senate vote was yesterday morning in the Senate. Well, she worked to the very end, Andrea, as we saw, but she certainly had health struggles, particularly this year, out for three months with shingles. So she was really having a hard time. She was having a hard time. Um, She was still, she was back and working, though she had shingles. She was very badly affected, deeply affected, of course, by her husband in the past, just this last winter, and since then had been frail, and was having difficulties in the Senate. And that was a sad part of the legacy, but her real legacy was, of course, her achievements on on the gun law and the intelligence issues when Mm. she was chairman of intelligence. Savannah. Well, it's a long legacy, one that people will be reflecting on today. Andrea, thank you very much. I know you covered her for many, many years. Meanwhile, the business of Washington goes on this morning. Well, at least for the moment, there's a government shutdown looming. And at this hour, it appears pretty much inevitable. It will affect the bottom lines and budgets of millions of Americans. There's also that historic auto workers strike. It's set to expand with a call for even more walkouts expected at any moment. And then there's student loan debt relief. It will expire this weekend. Payments for more than 40 million Americans set to resume on Sunday. We are covering it all for you this morning, starting with NBC's Ryan Nobles and the latest on the shutdown. Ryan, good morning. Good morning. And yes, there was a little bit of progress last night as the House passed three spending bills, but none of those bills are expected to pass the Senate. And as a result, it seems very likely the government will shut down. Time is running out. This is just a total disaster uh, for the American people. Members of Congress frustrated they've yet to reach a deal to keep the government open leaving federal employees, members of the military and frontline service workers across America, wondering when they leave work today, if they will return on Monday. It wasn't supposed to be this way. In June, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and President Biden struck a bipartisan deal, agreeing on some spending limits to avoid America defaulting on these debts, aiming to make this process easier now. 
Congress began meeting this summer with the goal of passing 12 bills to fund the government long term. The Senate even moved the bills forward. But then the House and Senate left for the August break with no significant progress. In September, when the two sides returned, conservative House Republicans signaled they wanted spending limits lower than the original agreement, leading to this standoff. This is a two-minute vote. House Republicans deeply divided, passing some bills overnight, but those won't stop a shutdown. And the Senate is working on a short-term plan to extend the talks. McCarthy optimistic, but unable to make any promises. One thing, if I hope you realize about me, is I never give up. Other casualties of the shutdown, national parks across the country will be closed, as will passport renewal offices. Seven million people who rely on the nutrition program WIC would see their aid delayed. Food assistance and veterans' benefits will all be impacted. Both sides have got a lot of problems, and they need, I don't know if we need to start over, throw them all out and start over. And on Capitol Hill, the blame game is well underway. Speaker McCarthy is letting a small band of very extreme members override the views of everyone else. Well, I think it's bad policy and it's bad politics. And at this point, government agencies are already informing their workers to prepare for a shutdown, including which workers should expect not to show up for work on Monday and thereby not get paid. As of right now, the talks here in Washington remain stalled as lawmakers plan to work through the weekend. It's also worth pointing out that while a shutdown may take place, members of Congress will still get paid. Chanel. All right, Ryan, thank you. Well, this morning marks two weeks of the unprecedented strike against the nation's leading car makers, and even more workers could soon hit those picket lines. NBC's Maggie Vespa has been following this story for us every day. Maggie, good morning. What's the latest there? Hey, Savannah. So good morning. I'm actually looking down at my laptop right now, as you might be able to see, because we are, as we said uh, earlier on the show, waiting for the update from UAW President Sean Fain on Facebook Live. They were supposed to go live at 10 a.m. Eastern. They had some kind of technical issue, so we're still waiting for the announcement. But suffice it to say, support for the picketers this morning. Suffice it to say, once again, the headline of the day is we are expecting, per a source with the UAW, the announcement from Fane this morning of a potential new round of walkouts, kind of a rinse and repeat of what we saw last week. We don't know how many workers they expect to walk out. We don't know which facilities, where they are, which of the big three, all of those details being kept tightly under wraps. In fact, we know we've seen, you can see picketers looking at their phones. They're watching this live stream just like we are because they don't know who among their uh, fellow members of the union will be walking out or how big this next round is going to be. Again, last week it was about 5,600 workers from all of the parts distribution facilities owned by GM and Chrysler owner Stellantis. That includes this crowd here from this Stellantis facility. All of this as talks continue to stall with the big three, uh, the union, of course, having uh, said that their demands include that 40 percent pay raise we've been talking a lot about, things like a four-day work week. Uh, And we heard yesterday from a source familiar with talks that they are progressing. Also, a union source saying they have made a counteroffer to Stellantis. So talks are continuing. It seems like we're seeing signs of progress. But once again, the union just days ago setting this new deadline, saying they are going to kind of keep this rolling strike strategy that we've been seeing playing out going with a new announcement of possible new walkouts this morning. We're going to stay watching this, obviously. Again, it's live on Facebook right now. The members watching it, too, waiting for the latest as we see what this next phase of this historic work stoppage 
will look like. Savannah. All right, Maggie, keep your eye on it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Another story impacting tens of millions all across the country, student loan repayments. They will start back up this weekend after being paused for three years by the pandemic. NBC's business reporter Brian Chung is here with more. Brian, good morning to you. Morning. Uh, so let's dig in here and start with who's going to be impacted when these loan repayments resume. Yeah, well, 43.6 million people carrying $1.7 trillion in student debt. The average payment, as estimated by Experian, is 203 dollars a month. That's coming at a time of high inflation. We're feeling that at the grocery store, at the gas pump. So this is very much a precarious time economically for a lot of these people that are going to be facing payments for the first time in over three years. As you mentioned, there was that freeze during COVID. The Biden administration had that seesaw of, well, they might forgive up to $20,000 in debt per person. The Supreme Court struck that down. What's due is due. And those interest payments are beginning on October 1st. It's been a roller coaster for borrowers. For some who, who say simply, I I can't do it. I'm not going to be able to make this payment. Is there any kind of grace period, anything they can do to get some help? Yeah, well, uh, there is a grace period that the Department of Education is offering, acknowledging that it's going to be a little bit tough during this transition to start those payments again. Essentially, even if you don't miss, even if you don't make a payment, uh, they won't report you to a credit bureau, which means that you won't be dinged and won't have difficulty Mm. in getting a car loan or a mortgage. That's only going to be up until September 2024. After that point in time, you could be reported. You could have your wages garnished as is usually standard. And another thing that the department is offering is what they call an income-driven repayment plan. You can essentially refinance the debt that you have, where they just take a portion of every paycheck that you get, could be five, could be 10%. And anything that you don't essentially pay after 20 years would be forgiven. So they're saying this is one of the most generous offerings that they've had Mm. in decades. So they're trying to offer some uh, off ramps as these payments again begin. Is there any hope that perhaps down the line there could be some relief or perhaps an exemption down the line? Yeah, well, I mean, the Biden administration has teased that they're looking at other options for for possible forgiveness. But again, in the absence of that wholesale $20,000 in forgiveness, depending on what type of loan you have, uh, it really remains to be seen what other options there might be. But again, what's due is due. October 1st, those payments are beginning. What's due is due. All right, Brian, thank you. Thank you. Meanwhile, House Republicans are pushing ahead with their impeachment inquiry into President Biden, attempting to link him to his son's foreign business dealings. NBC's Peter Alexander at the White House with that story. So the first hearing has happened. What were the takeaways? Savannah, even some key Republicans are privately grumbling about how that first impeachment hearing went with no bombshells, no direct evidence that President Biden did anything wrong. The hearing lasted about six hours with House Republicans hoping, as you know, to show that the president was involved in his son Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings. But already that effort is at risk of backfiring. One of the Republicans' key witnesses yesterday testified that he did not believe the current evidence would warrant articles of impeachment, though he did say he supported the inquiry. Still overnight, the Republican Oversight Committee chair, he issued new subpoenas for records from Hunter Biden and James Biden, the president's brother. President Biden, for his part, he's denied any wrongdoing, it says, uh, and the White House says that Republicans should instead right now be focusing on avoiding a government shutdown, as you've reported, less than 48 hours away. Meanwhile, Peter, the president was in Arizona yesterday, a battleground state, gave a speech on the fight for democracy. It's one of the strongest attacks yet on former President Trump and his movement. Walk us through what he said, why he chose to say it there, what it means for the 2024 campaign. Yes, Savannah, President Biden, he really did sharpen his criticisms of his predecessor, Mr. Trump, in an Arizona event honoring the late senator and fierce Trump critic John McCain. The president zeroed in on the MAGA movement, casting it as an existential and a direct threat to democracy. There's an extremist movement that does not share the basic beliefs in our democracy, the MAGA movement. They're pushing a notion 
the defeated former president expressed when he was in office and believes applies only to him. And this is a dangerous notion. This president is above the law, no limits on power. President Biden also denounced some of Mr. Trump's latest attacks like those where he is vowing retribution and accusing the free press, including NBC, of treason, as well as the outgoing Joint Chiefs Chairman Mark Milley, who Mr. Trump uh, suggested may deserve to be punished by death. The speech is significant, Savannah, because it really did mark a, a messaging shift for the president, leaning in more aggressively to slamming the Republican frontrunner Donald Trump, which is obviously a sign of things to come in the 2024 campaign. Campaign. And if you'll indulge me some breaking news, even as we're speaking now, as I was speaking, we're hearing for the first time from President Biden about the passing of California Senator Dianne Feinstein, sharing this, uh, this note just moments ago that reads in part, Senator Feinstein was a pioneering American, a true trailblazer, and for Jill and me, a cherished friend. The president and Senator Feinstein shared about 16 years together as senators up on Capitol Hill. It was a personal relationship. He had checked in with her by phone multiple times while she was ill in, uh, in recent months. Uh, of course, this whole city and certainly the White House is mourning her loss today, Savannah. Absolutely. All right. Thank you very much, Peter. They were old friends. Absolutely. All right. Well, we have a lot more to get to, including the weather. Al's on the road this morning. Joins us from Universal Studios, Orlando. Lot sunnier there. Hi, Al. Hey, good morning, guys. And in fact, it is going to be, as you know, a wet one in the Northeast. Let's show you what's happening right now. I mean, it is rough. We've got flood watches, flood warnings for 23 million people right now. And it is just going to get worse as the day wears on. We've got flood, flash flood warnings as well. Heavy rain. In fact, some areas picking up more than four inches of rain north of JFK, Newark, almost an inch. Central Park, more than an inch. We're in the top 10 of rainiest Septembers in New York City. We've got coastal flood watches and warnings from Florida all the way up here into the Northeast. Persistent onshore winds, coastal flooding, a possibility for 19 million people as this low pressure really starts to ramp up, bringing high rainfall rates, flash flooding possible. Then by tomorrow, the rain lingers in the Northeast in the morning, finally clears out, but not before we could see in some worst case scenarios, 10 inches of rain through Saturday. And down here in Florida, a pesky cold front is going to bring off and on heavy showers and thunderstorms. Some areas could pick up to five inches of rain before it's all over. That is your latest weather. We'll explain why we're down here in just a little bit. Back to you, my minions. Oh, that was a good hint, good Al. teaser, Al. All right, thank you. Still ahead, guys, as even more people turn to drugs like Ozempic to lose weight, there are new warnings about their potential side effects. Stephanie Gosk is looking into that. Hey, Steph. Hey, Hoda, good morning. We've been talking a lot about the meteoric rise in popularity of these drugs like Ozempic. There's a new study out that has some new numbers on just how popular they are. And I'll give you the latest on the FDA's addition to the warning label on Ozempic. All right, Steph, thank you. Plus, ready or not, Christmas is now less than three months away. Guess what? The sales are already starting. It's not even Halloween. No, it's not. Not even yet. October. Okay. Okay. Go what on. you need to know, Go though, on. if you want to get a jump start on your shopping and savings, maybe that's what Al's doing down there in Florida. You know how he is. He's the it's early It's all bird. done. But first, this is today on NBC. Selling smoothies is what I do. But for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. He's a small business owner, too, so he knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. 
When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He looked at me and he said, you know why I brought you out on tour with me? And I said, no. He goes, I wanted to prove to this industry that I don't really need an opening act. So good to see Toby Keith back at 7.30. Our friend Blake Shelton having a little fun and honoring Toby Keith at the 2023 People's Choice Country Awards. First ever, by the way. The stars were out last night and Dylan. Dylan's in her glory, man. She's with them. She was on their red carpet. She totally blends. She's been She's looking forward to this for a while. Nashville. She is. We'll have a live report coming up in <laughs> Looking just a bit. forward to that. We got Chanel along with Craig out mm-hmm. under the weather this morning. Got a busy half hour. Mm-hmm. Let's start with a story we followed closely here. It's no secret that weight loss drugs like Ozempic and Wagovi have exploded in popularity. But even as prescriptions skyrocket, some doctors and the FDA are coming out with new warnings about unexpected side effects. Yeah, NBC Stephanie Gosk is here with everything we need to know. Hey, Steph, good morning. Hey, guys, good morning. Listen to these numbers. In the last three months of 2022, physicians signed more than 9 million prescriptions for weight loss and diabetes drugs, including Ozempic, which is approved for diabetes, but is widely being taken off-label for weight loss. comes as the FDA recently updated Ozempic's warning label, adding a possible new complication. For millions of Americans, the rise of weight loss and diabetes drugs, including Ozempic, feels like something of a miracle. I, I couldn't be happier. Over the past three years, their use has gone up 300%, according to a new report from analytics firm Trillion Health. And with the blockbuster success of these drugs comes new warnings they may not be suitable for everyone. The Food and Drug Administration recently updating its Ozempic warning label to acknowledge reports of ileus, or failure of the intestines, to move normally. Drug maker Novo Nordisk, which manufactures Ozempic and Wagovi, said it stands behind the safety and efficacy of Ozempic in a statement to NBC, adding the company is working closely with the FDA to continuously monitor the safety profile of its medications. More common side effects include nausea and stomach issues, as Sharon Osborne recently shared with Piers Morgan on Morgan Uncensored. You feel nauseous. You don't throw up physically, but you've got that feeling. And it, I was about two, three weeks where I felt nauseous the whole time. Mm. Uh, you get very thirsty and you don't want to eat. Osborne says she lost more weight than she expected. I lost 42 pounds now and it's just enough. Oprah Winfrey also recently weighing in on the drugs. Winfrey, who is an investor and board member in Weight Watchers, says she doesn't believe the medications are for her. Shouldn't we all just be more accepting 
of whatever body you choose to be in. And when I first started hearing about the weight loss drugs, and I felt I've got to do this on my own. Mm. I've got to do this on my own because if I take the drug, that's the easy way out. Inspired by dramatic before and after pics on social media, doctors say many people have unrealistic expectations of how fast they should be losing weight, which can make unpleasant side effects worse. I see too many people who want to start at higher doses. It is best to start slow and low. Doctors say healthy weight loss should come from a combination of nutrition and exercise, and in most cases, should be around a pound or two a week, not five to ten pounds a week, like you sometimes see on social media, guys. Ten pounds a week? Mm-hmm. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. Oh, it's definitely. Thank yep. you. Thank you. Just ahead, guys, the big debate over artificial intelligence now playing out in schools. What role, if any, should things like chat GPT have in our nation's classrooms? Jacob Ward's taking a closer look this morning. But first, it's time to get serious about your holiday shop. Vicky's here with your guide. Vicky? Hey, good morning, ladies. If you feel like those holiday sales are starting earlier and earlier, you're right. Coming up, I'm going to tell you how to make the most of the holiday creep and the sales gimmicks to avoid. That's next, right here on Today. Selling smoothies is what I do, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. He's a small business owner, too, so he knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Is it looking like well, it's cold and rainy? Oh, I, don't know. Well, I know. I was thinking it's looking like Halloween. Oh, there you go. Go. Just close your yeah, eyes. And okay, fine. We'll, we'll three months them. away. I think it is beginning to look a lot like Well, at the stores it is. Before you've even thought about carving a pumpkin, forget (laughs) pumpkin spice. Retailers are ready for it. They want the holiday spirit to get going. NBC's Vicky Wynn is here with the early deals. I guess they're kicking into high gear. Yes. Good morning, Chanel, Savannah, and Hoda. Hello to you. Start making that naughty or nice list as we head into October. Retailers from Target to Walmart, they're rolling out the deals to get your holiday dollars. This morning, I'll look at what they're offering and also how to get through the most wonderful time of the year without going broke. Al Roker is the one person who's done already by this time. Famously. Al, the trendsetter, as more Americans say they're starting their shopping earlier this year. You have to start Christmas shopping early. In a recent survey, 27% of consumers say they started their holiday shopping back in August. By the end of September, that number shoots up to 42%. That means many of us are celebrating Halloween while also gearing up for the holidays. From October 1st through the 7th, Target offering up to 40% off thousands of items for Target Circle members. That's the store's free-to-join loyalty program. Members also gain exclusive access to Target's Deal of the Day program through Christmas Eve. Best Buy hosting a 48-hour flash sale October 10th and 11th, featuring hundreds of offers on the latest gadgets. Amazon announcing prime big deal days October 11th and 12th, where members can expect deep discounts across categories like fashion, home and toys. Additionally, the company says during select periods, new deals will pop up as often as every five minutes. 
and Walmart getting in on the action, too. From October 7th through the 12th, it is unwrapping deals on popular holiday gifts across electronics, home, fashion, toys, and more. This is a trend that started well before the pandemic and has only picked up. Catherine Cullen with the National Retail Federation says the holiday creep gives consumers more time to shop deals. What are you noticing when it comes to the way that consumers spend over this longer holiday season? From years past, we know that consumers will drop well over $1,000 on average on the holidays. And for many households, they like to spread that out. That's a lot to come out of a single paycheck. 56% of consumers say inflation has impacted their holiday budgets, prompting many to spend less per person on gifts, buy discounted products, and cut back on holiday decorating. They are going to be shopping for value, looking at maybe different brands. But are consumers really getting a bargain? The main reason these sales exist is to make you think you're getting a great deal. Kevin Brassler, executive editor for Consumers Checkbook, calls the holiday creep a money-making strategy for retailers. Even if the sale says 40% off or 60% off or hundreds of dollars off, you need to make sure you're getting a legitimately good deal before you press buy. Watch out for fake sales. Yeah, we always say sale fail. How can you tell a real deal from a gimmick? The only way you're going to know whether or not you're getting a good price is to shop around. Brassler recommends a quick internet search to compare prices among main competitors. Browser extensions like Honey, The Camelizer, Invisible Hand, and Shop Savvy can help you see an item's price history. And make a shopping list, set a budget, and be firm. Brassler flagging another common trick. Countdown clocks on their sites to make you think that if I don't hit buy now, I'm going to lose out on this deal. We find usually that's just not the case. Consider this shopping advice our early gift to you. So what are some easy ways to avoid getting into holiday debt? Okay, well, if you are okay with giving up your shopping email, remember I tell you Uh to create that separate one just for the junk mail, you can subscribe to those retailers that are your favorites. They will send you a lot of promotions and deals throughout the season. Try to avoid the buy now, save later Uh plans because really all you're doing is taking out a little mini loan. Mm -hmm. And it is almost October, so you can start saving, setting aside, and really sticking to that list. Mm -hmm. Something else people like to do is a little mini $50 a week maybe, transfer from your uh, checking to your savings account just so you can start building up that holiday nest egg for shopping. Good idea. Good advice. So hit you all at once. God, I hope my kids aren't watching. Yeah. You know, it's like they're it's already. Like, what well, are, yeah, yes. I know. It's not too, time. Yeah, sorry, it is too soon. The there you go. Thank you, okay. Vicky. Vicky, all right. How about we get another check of the weather? We got Mr. Roker down at Universal Studios. Hey, Al. Hey, guys. And I, I got to tell you, uh, while it's cool and wet in the Northeast and other parts of the country, let's show you where it is warm. Not just warm, but we're talking above average temperatures. We are looking at Kansas City, 91 degrees. That's 17 degrees above average. Omaha, 92. Memphis, 12 degrees warmer than usual at 92. Dallas, almost near 100 at 96 degrees tomorrow. That heat moves to the east. Buffalo, you're going to be 77. Indianapolis, 80. Oklahoma City, 91. Minneapolis, 16 degrees warmer at 82 and early next week temperatures rebound nicely into new york with temperatures in the mid 70s going to feel like summer in cincinnati chicago buffalo and nashville where dylan is right now temperatures in the mid 80s and that is your latest weather guys all right al enjoy that nice weather still ahead emily aketa is going to join us from metlife stadium where despite the rain she's getting an early jump on taylor swift are you taylor gating emily uh we'll check in with her in a minute all right and also guys we'll get our morning boost all right after this taylor gating is that Uh yeah
We are back. Look who's here. Hello. Our pal Jacob Sobroff, he joins us. He's got new details on the world's most talked about possible couple, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. That trailer. Trailer. Or trailer. What'd you I'm say? sorry, I'm Team Swelsey. You're still trying. Okay. 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 I know, I'm trying to make it happen. I'm trying to make fetch happen, <laughs> as they say. We've gotten word that Taylor will be at MetLife Stadium when her rumored boyfriend mm-hmm. and the Chiefs face the Jets Sunday night here on NBC. Uh-huh. And Emily Aketa is so excited. She's already there. <laughs> Who else? Who else? Is anybody else there? Any other Taylor? Any Swifties <laughs> like you waiting? <laughs> I'm here solo this morning, but I'll tell you this. The rain's not putting a damper on my excitement ahead of this weekend. The last time I was here at MetLife Stadium, I was covering Taylor Swift's Eras Tour, and now I'm back again covering the pop sensation, except come Sunday, she's anticipated to be in the stands. It would be her second NFL appearance this month, cheering, rooting on, cheering for uh, Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey. And this time, Swifties far and wide are coming prepared. This Sunday, the NFL is going full Swifty. Sunday Night Football's promo for the Chiefs-Jets game premiering this morning with a soundtrack from a certain pop icon and ending in a shot from the moment that broke the internet this week. It's all part of the massive hype leading up to the game at MetLife Stadium Sunday after a week of obsession over the Taylor Swift-Travis Kelsey relationship. And now a source close to the situation tells NBC News that Swift will be attending the game to support Kelsey. After the announcement, ticket prices for the game surging from $80 on Tuesday to $131 Thursday, according to TickPick. But that's not stopping certified Swifties J.C. Fannin and her mom from traveling all the way from Atlanta. So what are your plans? Are you driving up? Are you flying up? If we can get a last minute flight, um, we're going to book that. But if not, we're going to make the 13 hour drive up there. Overnight at the Paley Center in New York, Savannah hosting a panel with NBC's Sunday night football crew. On Sunday night, the question is, what do you know about Taylor Swift? And passing out some homemade Swifty bracelets ahead of the big game. My entirety of my study week has been with Taylor Swift playing in the background. We've seen the massive impact of Taylor Swift during her Eras tour, generating an estimated $5 billion for the world economy, according to market research company Question Pro. Would you be going to this game if it weren't for Taylor Swift's anticipated appearance? Honestly, probably not. I have been a football fan for quite some time, but no, I definitely wouldn't have booked and paid for that last minute flight to get up there. Ginny Blair tells us seeing Taylor Swift happy at last week's game was all she wanted. It's almost a Hallmark movie between them come true and we get the opportunity to see it. Come Sunday, this parking lot will look dramatically different. Let's hope the weather will, too. Tailgaters taking over. They'll be sharing good food, playing games, having fun, and perhaps for the first time ever at an NFL game, trading friendship bracelets. The Swifties I've spoken to have already their friendship bracelets lined up. They're entering their football area. And, guys, look, I'm going to be coming prepared, too. Of course, of course you, you are. are. Yeah. Love it. Emily, I cannot believe you got those those Sunday Night Football guys to win oh, this yeah. bracelet. Oh, and they were really excited. I'm sad because because Mike Tirico's broke the second I put oh. it on him. But the rest of the guys, that's Drew, the director. Drew Eskoff says he's never taking it off. That's okay, so Rob Hyland, the senior producer, coordinating producer, was studying last night. He sent me a picture with the bracelet Good. and the play-by-play board. So, y'all, they're on it. They're ready for it. Yeah. You can catch the that's Chiefs, cute. the Jets, and Taylor Swift Sunday night. Right here on NBC. Coverage starts at 7 o'clock Eastern. That was great. Did we that say SNF on it? Yeah. Sunday they're personalized. Bale and I made them for those guys. Up. Lots of new music. You're not going to want to miss it. Stick around. SNF Swifty. I thought they were yeah. just, you know, you no, took I them made off. Them. Oh. Yeah. yeah.
Selling smoothies is what I do. But for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. He's a small business owner, too, so he knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today.